Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your subservient to the Matrix host, Clay Bonin. I am joined by my Take Your Depression and Put It on Ice co-host, Tanner Mavis. <laughs> and we are back on the motherfucking pod, back with another interview to our regularly, regularly scheduled programming, episode number 35. And before I introduce our guest, I want to remind everybody, follow us on Instagram. Instagram, follow us on Twitter at Soul Serum, subscribe to us on YouTube, the main page, the TV page, join the Discord, follow us on TikTok, join the Patreon. Team podcast should be out uh, by the time that this comes out. Um, I think that's it. That's it. I always, I feel like I'm saying a lot when I yeah. Do I'll, I'm about to say we need to bring, make that more concise. I, I think that was a perfect intro. You think it was good? Yeah, was, no, the was, intro was, was fine. I'm just saying, as far as like our our, our, our plugs, plugs socials, like, yeah. are people really gonna go follow us on ten different things? They should. They should. They should. They should. They, they, should. Should. they, they should. should. They will. Um, and You're today right. on the show. We have, in my opinion, one of Cincinnati's grooviest artists. He recently dropped his EP, French Vanilla, and according to Google, he goes to uh, Auntie Anne's and Steak and Shake about four times a week. It's true. Today on the show, we have Grand Ace. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. Can we get a clap from the large studio audience that we have in here? Yeah. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today, friend? You know, I'm pretty solid. The weather is good. It's raining outside. Uh, Whenever there's rain, I have a lot of energy, so I'm good. Really? Damn, good yes. for you. I am. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. I am just because I'm like really excited to do nothing. Ah, yeah. I like, see. Yeah. Rain. So like, I, I skateboard. So like, the rain has always had a negative like connotation that. with I me. I'm that. like, I can't go outside. Today. <laughs> it's raining. See, the way I used to rectify that is if it's raining, instead of skating, I'm just playing games. But then when it's sunny, because usually, you know, that only lasts for so long. Okay, True. we back outside. <laughs> we back outside. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we let's just start at the beginning here before we get into any of the uh, any of the other stuff here. Will you tell us how you got into music and when you when did you start taking it seriously? Yeah. So um, music has always been surrounding me uh, since I was in the crib because my mom um, my mom and my dad, they were really heavy in music, like, at birth. And my mom do they, was... Do they play, or are they just, like, big fans? Yeah, so music? my dad, he's, like, he would do a little writing, and he was just, like, a big music head. And my mom was a, like, singer, songwriter. And she so she would travel and perform with, like, jazz bands and just different bands at different venues. Um, she actually went to NKU, so shout out, y'all. Fire. Nor- Norse up, baby. <laughs> Norse up. That's sick. So, yeah. And so she was around this area, really, just, like, getting her foot in, like, the door. And so she got to work with, like, quite a number of people, but eventually it led her out to L.A., and so being her son that was like two years old, I also went out to L.A. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. And then so the cool thing about her is she was a very hands-on parent. So it wasn't like she got a babysitter and she would be in the studio. It would be she's in the studio till 3 a.m. And I am also in the studio Whoa. till 3 a.m. Yeah. And so if I wasn't asleep, like I was watching Kenan and Kel in the studio. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was really cool. But I got to see like how the process of making music works. That's, That's crazy. Sick. Do you like, 
Like you were literally born into it. Yeah, like it was <laughs> right yeah. there. Like Sade was playing while I was in the crib, and I still remember it. Like it was That's very impactful. That's so sick. <laughs> I I gotta. I mean, I don't know much about psychology, but I gotta imagine like subconsciously you being like an infant in your brain, like forming while like music is being made and yeah. played around you. Like definitely had to have some sort of effect. Definitely, because it's I would like. Say. The repetitious nature of making music, like you're gonna hear the same loop on end yeah, for hours. Over, so over. I'd say that my patience is phenomenal compared <laughs> to the average person because of that alone. Yeah. Um, and just the appreciation for sounds and the way that sounds affect me. Um, I like to like I you damn near feel the music, and just because. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel it. Like if it doesn't hit me in like my chest, then I just can't. There's something about it. I can't rock with it. That is my favorite way to describe good music. It's like <laughs> if it like does the thing yeah, right the here thing, in, the in thing. my chest, then you I know it, like, it's good. Like, or like uh, or like even with like movies, books, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if it is like causing like a provoking, like emotional exactly. sort of like reaction in my chest, I'm like, oh yeah. This, that used to be my favorite thing. Like you're reading a book and you're stressing. Because yeah. the main character is like, oh my god, they're going to jail. It's like I'm going to jail. Yes, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I like to be able to feel like I'm in tune with the world when I'm invested in those worlds. For and sure. if a piece of art can do that for me, then I'm feeling great. That's a great, great way to describe good art. <laughs> um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you do the majority of your own production and audio engineering for your music, right? Correct. Okay, and. Uh, why? Like, why do you do it all yourself? Because I mean, like, I know that this is like a common thing nowadays. I, I don't want to say common, but it's a lot easier to be able to do this all yourself nowadays mm-hmm. with like the technology we have and less expensive. Yes, Ooh, less expensive. that is a good point. That is a good point. So, well, yeah, why? Why do you do it all yourself? Yeah, because it's great that you lead in with that. Because I was broke. <laughs> You know, when I first started doing it, like, when I first started taking it seriously, I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I was, let's see, it was 2014, which meant I would have been a junior. Yeah. So, sophomore year. you graduate 2015? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So, best year. Best year. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) 1-5. And yeah, so all I had was my mom's laptop. I stole that. Well, I didn't steal it, but it was like we shared it. But at the at that point, it was like it's my laptop. Yeah, <laughs> went ahead and got Ableton um, from my friend Malachi and really my brother Malachi. And because his dad was showing us the ropes on, he's like, "With this Ableton, they got this Ableton push, and you can make the beats right here." And I said, "That's." crazy <laughs> so when it came time you know everybody has to pick you know what are you going fl studio are you a weirdo are you going with reason yeah. like there's so many options but we me, were i was just, like huh. we we're just discussing that like picking like what program you choose to like produce your beats on <laughs> yeah. like choosing like a gaming console it really is like it's, yeah. like, it's for a kids huge nowadays decision. like 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 kids will pick up fl studio or whatever when they're like 10 years old but like you have to make your decision which one you want to start with mm-hmm. And it like it's funny because there's almost like characteristics to develop um, as far as like the personalities of the people who use each of these dolls. Yeah. And I went with Ableton because everybody said it was the hardest at the time. And I was like, I want to I don't know why, but I want to figure out what's the hardest. And I got on and it was terrible. Oh, my God. I was I was so bad. Like. I thought the metronome was more of a suggestion. I thought the metronome and setting the tempo was more of a suggestion. Uh, so I was like, I'm good at keeping time. I don't need that. And then I'm trying to like structure the beat. And I'm like, man, everything's like, 
it sounds good, but only in this spot. Like nothing, I can't move <laughs> anything around. Then I figured, okay, I need to be able to set these things. So everything was like a really hands-on learning experience. Um, and like the first few years that I was producing, I was just spending eight, 10, 12 hours every day of my summer just like making very bad beats. They were garbage. You gotta um, go through that though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I didn't even know like the functions of like a drum kit so i was like this kind of sounds cool but i didn't know it was like kick snare hi-hat you know those are your your core elements right like some beats they were just all over the place and like now it might seem cool to me because i'm like i hear where your head was at but oh my god i thought i was doing something yeah like there's a i think like the picasso quote is like you have to learn the rules to break them Mm -hmm. you know so like you like like you i'm sure at this point in your career could make a beat like not using your traditional kick snare yeah. hi hat whatever but like to be able to do that you have to know how to use the exactly. kick hi hat snare cuz back in the day like i was that. like oh it's more like oh there are rules okay yeah. <laughs> cuz i was just getting any pieces of sound and just sampling and manipulating or playing whatever i could cuz it was cool the reason why i started making music was there was i can't actually pinpoint a single reason why i started making music but there were individuals who were rapping at the time, and I was like, okay, they suck. I could do this better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was also, there are things that I hear in music that I love, but I wish they would have done this instead. And so I've it would be me trying to figure that out. From a lot of artists, like a lot of artists, especially that have come on here and said, like, they've heard music and it's like they, they create the music that they want to hear. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, you know exactly. what I mean? Like they think that they think. Like, that's the reason why they created it, because they want to make something that they actually want to hear. Yeah. yeah, and it's cool, because I don't know what I'm doing, so I don't play these instruments. So it's like, no matter what, I could try to copy somebody one-to-one, but because I have a different approach to it, and I don't necessarily know what I'm doing, it's going to sound different every single time. Yeah, yeah. Um, continuing with the music here, I, let's talk a little bit about French Vanilla. It's your latest EP. It came out uh, last month, correct? Yes, yeah, uh, May 4th. Four songs May on 4th. there. Um, you said something, so in your donuts and alcohol interview, you said something that really stuck with me. You said, uh, this is my life and I'm the protagonist, but am I the main character? And I, I really love that quote because I mean, especially recently in my life, like I've, I relate to that a lot. I haven't always felt that way, but like recently I've, I've, like you said that and like something clicked in my brain. <laughs> so will you elaborate on that quote just a bit for me yeah. and then talk to us about how that came to be the theme of French vanilla? Okay. Well, yeah, because I feel like we spend our lives consuming media mm-hmm. and in the media, you know, you always have your protagonist and the world revolves around them. Yeah. Um, Which is very different from how it works in real life. And we all have aspirations and goals and dreams. And for some people, those dreams come true quicker than others. And some people, those dreams are never even realized. And it makes me think like, okay, I see myself as being important. Like, I know in the grand scheme of things, you know, not necessarily important, but like for me, I'm like, I'm pretty important. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me wonder like, am I. And the, are the things that I'm inspiring 
to achieve? Like, are they actually meant for me? Or is that meant for, like, a main character? And then I have, like, this secret supporting role. But then it's like, damn, because, like, this is my life. So mm-hmm. I want to be the main character right. in my <laughs> own story. Like, I don't want to be the main character in everybody's story. But at least yeah. for my story, yeah. um, I would really like to be, you know, the universe or, like, the the essential force that's mm-hmm. driving the story um, versus just supporting another person and like that's my sole function like some people in high school they graduate they peak in high school and their best thing that they do is they make the best jello and it's like yeah that's their thing like that's their legacy man they made some crazy jello and i'm like i don't need my legacy being that i made crazy jello um, I, f- I feel you that's just a really funny example to use like, you remember you remember taylor back in high school bro you gotta try his peach jello bro it's delicious said there's nothing quite like it on this earth or i should say in this tri-state um and yeah so i'm a firm believer that if you know you set your goals high and you set them in the stars even if you miss you're still in space that type of thing yeah um but it's just like why not because I think the thing that led me to even making music in the first place was I wanted to study physics and I wanted to go to Yale to do it and I wanted to build a flying car or at least uh, commercialized flying cars. But then it came to be a point where I was realizing that people will be crashing into buildings all the time. Um, <laughs> we're, we're not getting flying cars. The way that regular cars are regulated, we're not getting no flying way. cars. Absolutely so I was like, not. okay, cool. Well, let me shift that because I'm going to be really upset if I dedicate everything to that. And I was like, what do I spend all my time doing now? And I was like, well, I'm always invested in the arts and music and doing stuff. I've been making beats the last few summers, so I don't I just go fully in with that and just be like, okay, no plan A. All right, no plan B, no plan C. We're just going to We're all in. Um, so yeah, that's how it started. And at that point, it's kind of like, okay, even if I weren't the main character, I'm going to go ahead and make myself the main character because I'm not trying to be 70 thinking, wow, I, I really settled for being a debt collector when I could have done all of these things all of my life. Like I didn't dream of being a debt collector but here we are, man. I'm, I'm about to clock out. This is it. This is it. That's a, I, I, you know, I feel like I hear people like explain that point a lot, like the no plan B kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like you're looking at it at a pretty like realistic sort of way. Yeah. Where, like I tried. Like to you least. have that realization. You're like, all right, like this is already what I'm doing with my time. Like, and I'm only putting sixty percent into it. Like. I should just fucking suck it up and just put 100% into yeah. it and just go for it. Because it's know? like, if you can be happy every single day, or at least most days, music makes me sad a lot. Um, if you can be fulfilled, I should say, um, then it's way more worthwhile. Like, At least in the initial stages, you're not going to make as much money. You may wonder where rent money is going to come from. You may wonder how all these things are going to come about. But at the end of the day, you know that long term, the payoff could be so much greater yeah, and the way art is amazing because it's like nobody cares about you, and nobody cares about what you're doing, and that is a very humbling experience because you're just you're not under this false pretense that people care about you and mm-hmm. what you're doing. So it's like okay, if people are going to care, I have to put in the work to make them care and show them like. Why would I care? Like, I drop music, I put it out, I tell people, it's like, okay, but why do I care? I always have that mindset going on. And it just gives me a really 
like a firm sense of who I am as a person. Like, cause you have to know, you cannot be insecure mm-hmm. uh, when you're making art because there's so many days you put out what you think is the greatest project of your life and you get five plays yeah, and none of them say anything. <laughs> so you're like, am I ass? I might secretly be ass. That is a really, <laughs> that is a, that is a great point. Because I feel that same way with the podcast sometimes. I'm like, fuck, mm. this is a banger episode right here. Like, it's going to be great. Da, 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 da. And then it's a little underwhelming on the views. But I know that, like, it's a process mm-hmm. and you got to be consistent, keep going, like, whatever, whatever. But, like, I do, I, I, I feel you on that. Uh, as a somewhat of a side note, so you went to UC and studied media. Yes. Right? Okay, so I went to NKU and also I... I my major is electronic media and broadcasting. Sick, and okay. I feel like we have a similar viewpoint because of that. Cause like you brought up the point, like why do people care? Why mm-hmm. should people care? I feel like we have been conditioned in our education, like in media to be like, to, um, I'm trying to put this, find the purpose. Yeah. We like understand that, like you can put fucking whatever out there, but the only thing that's going to stick is something with a little bit of substance, something mm-hmm. where people are going to latch on and care about it and mm-hmm. want to be invested in it, you know? Um, so to stay on uh, French Vanilla here, well, actually, no. How did that become the theme of French Vanilla? Okay. This 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 is my life and I'm the protagonist, but am I the main character? Well, because it's kind of like, Back to, like, talking about legacies. Um, one, because, I I mean, you all have said it yourself and, like, operate on this very same principle because I've seen it happen firsthand. And, like, now this kid is, like, one of the biggest people out here. But, like, you could be one song or one video or one podcast away from your whole life changing. And Facts. that, like, one idea right there... I've seen it actually I've seen it so many times now from even like Jack and other people like yeah. you could be like one I think, moment I think away Jack Case is literally like the example of that especially like with us because like it was a soul serum video and it mm-hmm. went crazy but like I mean that dude's life changed like quick very quick <laughs> you know what I mean very like quick. it's crazy and it's, it's cool crazy. because like I watched that from the outside yeah and then but for like a Josiah situation, I got to see that from the inside. Yeah. So it's just like, these are people that I want to admire and then also love. And I get to see amazing things happening to great people. It's not just, oh, there's always this other man or it's always somebody else but yourself. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, no. Um, seeing how, like, they've... Like, seeing the bottom of where they've been and, like, the fact that their bottom still... Like, there were really cool times and amazing times... Let's me know that like, yeah, dog, things can really turn up. It can happen. And, <laughs> it can happen. And if you give up, it's kind of like that really dumb meme that's really cool. It's like the guy that's digging. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew you He gives gonna... up. He turns around, but like right in the next corridor, <laughs> yeah. there's a stack of diamonds. Some of that's the, how I some feel. of the most corny like memes and like sayings are like. The, so the, true. The, the, the most true yeah. shit. Yeah. And that's why they're so corny. Yeah. Like, and that's why they're just said so much. Like, yeah. And, like passed like, down like through generations like orally because we all true. know not to quit. There, there are truths. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what we really all led know me. not to quit, but it's fucking hard. So. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Really so it's easier to make fun hard. of. Yeah. <laughs> it really easier is. Easier to make fun of tryhards. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what really made me like sit down for French Vanilla because like being an artist, I've had to reassess what success is and how I choose to define it. And so that's led me to 
versus I want this many people to follow me or I want this many interactions. It's like, okay, so-and-so said this really touched them or somebody came to me and pointed out lyrics or something like that. Those small victories really, um, if you redefine your victories to be those smaller victories in time, you're able to more so step stone um, the amazingness and you're not bent out of shape because you still have a less than sign next to your plays for your project. It's like, okay, but who cares? And the cool thing is like, as far as legacy goes, you're just leaving behind gems that people can go back and revisit. Cause Mm -hmm. another thing is I don't want to blow up and then, okay, what are you going to do next? What are you dropping? You have like four songs out. You really got to follow up on this. It's like, if I do blow up, it's like, okay, cool. Uh, well, I have all this we could check out and I'm also releasing more stuff. And it's like, if I don't blow up and it's a steady growth, even better because like there's there's this long line of work to be dive to delve into. And then diehard fans can go back and like watch the growth and yeah. see yeah. like, oh, okay, he made a step up here and then mm-hmm. the production's better here and this and that. Like that's what's really fun for me about Odd Future and Gambino <sighs> and other Man. individuals. Like, Bro, that, you- that like late middle school early yes. high school odd future skating like, with your friends listening wa- to odd like, future watching it happen being like like angsty like yeah yeah fuck, <laughs> fuck tyler's dad yeah i hate this shit hating and steve then, harvey for no reason Ste- <laughs> yo I, I really was one of those kids like man fuck steve harvey man i don't even know what steve harvey does i have no idea who he is oh, you I'm know like, it's just smiling steve at mustache harvey. he messed with the wrong people but but you're right, like like we got to watch Bastard to Goblin, mm-hmm. Goblin to like the Odd Future mixtapes yeah. and then to Wolf and all of that. Like, Check and it's off. it's mm-hmm. really cool. And what's even funny, like for me personally, as a Tyler, the Creator fan and an Odd Future fan, like I fell off a little bit mm-hmm. right around Cherry Bomb. And I was just like, I, I have this problem where like I don't like certain things because of insufferable fan bases oh. and right around cherry bomb i was just like they i hate little... odd future fans like you all are so yeah. whack you're so late yeah. da, 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 da. it was just like me in my own head yeah. and then like i took i took a break and then flower boy comes out and mm-hmm. i'm like oh <laughs> my god like he's finally making the music that he's always wanted to make mm-hmm. you know that is the coolest thing about the last two tyler albums to me is that because if you watch all his like older interviews he always talks about making or he always talks about listening to this jazzy, like soul, groovy music. Mm-hmm. And then Flower Boy, he starts to, he does like a clean version of it. Yeah. And then Igor, he's just like, fuck it. No borders, no mm-hmm. barriers. I'm just going to so make. Some of these songs have like five words. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. No, it's like, I, I thought that was, that is like one of the most rewarding things as a fan of a musical artist is like watching them finally get over that hump and make what they want. I think 100%, it's so yeah. cool. It's so cool. Um, uh, keeping with the EP here, did you go about making this EP purposefully or did you just have like, were you just making some of the songs and you were like, okay, I, I think I can probably make something out of these. Yeah. So that's the cool thing. Um, typically my process was I would, make the music I, w- I would tell myself okay we're gonna make a project and then i would go in and i'd make the project and it would be like two weeks later three weeks later and i'm like okay we have a project i would just like continuously every day work on it until um something just taps on my shoulder the spirit is just like okay man you're done go ahead mix that up <laughs> and then but lately with my last few projects 
Yeah, arcades in Vegas. Yeah, going on. Um, I've just been making stuff. Like Devin and I, we made arcades in Vegas. Or when I was working on Which French, Phenomenon. I want to talk about later. By the way, yeah, yeah, I, wanna, I really want to talk about that later. But go on. Yeah, and um, I've just been making this stuff, and it's been apparent to me that I've tried to spend more time living life. Um, people hate collaborating with me for the most part because okay not people uh one person that i love dearly roberto every time he comes over he's like all right let's get to this music and i'm like nah man let's let's like go outside or like let's watch some tv man let's do something cool because i, I want to live life like if i yeah. i'm not a studio i am a studio rat but i'm not because if i don't have life that i've lived i don't have anything to talk about yeah i don't have new experience I want to get off my chest. I don't, I can't even like imagine new things that I want to talk about because I've just been in a studio box all day. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, so I've just been taking the music from the same approach. It's been trying to live a ton of life in between the music. Cause the, the life that you're living, if you choose, it'll come out in the music. And so for French vanilla, like the things that I was feeling and the things I was going through, while I was making it are in the songs and I try to listen to what the music is saying. Cause I don't always like, I write with intent, but there was a point where I realized I would be stuck sometimes because I was like, this music I'm making isn't good. Uh, I don't like where it is, but I was too busy trying to make the music be great. And you can't approach art from the intent of it being great. You only thing you can really do is trust your instincts that you have from your other, um, like many, many hours of curating the things that you like and just listening. And from there, all you can do is just make stuff. And then later we can determine if it's good or not. But I like to try to do the creation first and then figure out the value that it has and listen to the music and be like, okay, I'm really getting these things from these lyrics, from this music and everything. And then piece it together, kind of like a story. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did with French Vanilla. Um, life was feeling very mundane, but things were also like, I was still able to recognize like beautiful things. Like I was living with tons of musical people like Internet Boy and Suicide Rascal and Josh Strange. And there was just like so much creativity going on in the house. It's a lot of vibes yeah, in that house. Honestly. A lot of vibes going on in <laughs> And there. the house was so messy, but <laughs> I, I am a clean freak. So that used to kill me. But I mean, there were six people total living in a three bedroom house on like one floor of a building. And so... It was like, that's just going to happen. Yeah. But yeah. there were so many beautiful times. That's that. exactly what I was going to say. Like, like there's a lot of like chaos, I'm sure, that goes into mm -hmm. that. But within the chaos, like the energy that comes out of that yeah. like, has to be inspiring. Cause, like in we would have movie night fashion. and we would watch horror movies on the couch from a projector. And that's I would sick. be playing... Dreamcast games on like a small CRT under the projector and then like Kate would play the same game with me and I was putting hours into this game I was killing it and then every once in a while when we me and Kate were playing he would just beat me and I'm just like this this makes no sense man I'm the best <laughs> <laughs> and it's so like small moments like that um I've really okay so I've been doing a lot of thinking on nostalgia lately and I've come to the idea that I hate nostalgia um, because it's always framed from a point of longing. And you're like, man, mm. I really miss those times. But the mm. coloring of the nostalgia makes you forget about everything that's terrible. And that's a 
pro and a con. Because if you really could go back to those times, you're probably just as unhappy because of all the bad stuff that happens. But in your mind, you get this beautiful projection Polaroid image of the just the best parts of all of that. It's and valid, that valid point. Right yeah, yeah. So and that's definitely like what I experience while making this music. It's like, yeah, you may be struggling to figure out how to pay rent, but rent's only two seventy five. So it's like, <laughs> like there's there's ups to every down. Yeah, and um, yeah. yeah, the music, man. It just it comes out in the music because I don't know. I don't know, man. No, that's, uh, I mean, I like that. It's like you're, you're like putting like the raw energy out mm-hmm. of the music and then figuring out how it all fits into being an actual like product to present to somebody. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Because the music has a soul. And it's funny because a lot of people were telling me like, Jody, your music is so happy. I love it. And I look at the lyrics and I'm like, I'm complaining about a lot of things. (laughs) And the fact that you can still perceive joy from that and like you still look at me as a joyful person, that for me is beautiful. Um, Because like the song Hey Ya, everybody's like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I was literally just about to say that. Like, that's one of the happiest songs you could ever hear, like in any environment, at a wedding. Yeah. Like wherever. Like everybody's so happy when that song comes on. But like the lyrics are, it's like one of the saddest songs. (laughs) Extremely sad. (laughs) Like it's crazy. And I feel like if you're able to have that duality in your music, then you, you you can do some really cool things and even play with the perception of how your music is perceived. Um, lastly on uh, about French vanilla, um, it sounds like your production is like really tight on this EP. And and what I mean by that is like in all of these songs, there's a lot going on, but it doesn't necessarily feel like busy or out of place. Um, I like to call it like controlled chaos like almost that. or layered chaos kind yeah. of. Um, do you think this project is like a step up in terms of quality and, and skill for you? I think so because the thing is, I made the music for this, like, the end of 2019, um, beginning of 2020, I'd say. Wait, did I? No, I think this might have been. Okay, January at the latest of 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, so for the time, these were, like, in my opinion, some of the best songs that I had ever written. I'm like, okay, these songs right here, <laughs> I might never top these. But because it's been so long... And I've, I spent a year removed from the songs. Mm-hmm. I now totally don't think they're the best songs I've ever written. But when it comes to everything that I've put out, like there's a definitely a level of progression because in a way they're now my B-sides, but they were once like my S-tier songs. Yeah. And that's what I love about the progression of music is like people perceive it totally different. You're the artist, you live with your music regularly. But the way I've been doing it, like I have a huge backlog of music, but the songs that I am putting out were once upon a time my favorite things ever. So I'm operating on the intent that, okay, people are going to hear this and it could potentially have music to soundtrack their lives too. And that it could be something that's once or like later their favorite songs. But then I still get to keep the happiness. It's not like, how am I going to do better than this? It's because in my head, I'm like, I already have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually, kind of along that point, um, there's a, a interview. I think it's Rick Rubin and Kevin Parker from Tame Impala. And mm. he said, I, this is just like one of the coolest things I've ever heard a musician say. And I feel like it goes along with what you just said. But he was like, every song that goes on my album, I have to at least for one point 
think that that's the best thing I've ever made. I like and that. put it on there, and I was like, "Fuck, yeah. man, that is sick!" Like, because yeah. in the music, like nowadays in this like culture that we've like created, like it's like it's really easy to go quantity over quality mm-hmm, and yeah. just like make an eight song tape and just fucking throw it out. So for me to hear. Like somebody who is this like crazy superstar, like on top of everything, headlining festivals, artists be like, I have like, like I have to think that this is the best thing I've ever made or mm-hmm. it's not going to see the light of day. I just think that's so cool. I think at the end of the day, like going back to what we were talking about, like that feeling that you have, like when in the chest. when you hear something, mm-hmm. but like, especially like when you make something, you feel like it's the best thing you've ever made. Like, mm-hmm. like that, that feeling is what cuts through the saturated market. Yeah. You know yes, what I mean? Cause I there's, there's, if, cause if you feel it, there's going to be more people out there that's going to feel exactly. it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's what ultimately like makes you grow as an artist and like gets you to places for real. In my, in my opinion, instead of just the qu- the quantity over quant- quality thing. Yeah. I agree. Cause I also suffer from comparing myself to other artists. We all do. Um, yeah. yeah. It's really hard. To I compare, that. I compare soul serum to like other platforms in my head and just, it's like this like rat race, but I just have to like, and it's like, on. yeah, cause you're in your like, own we're lane. Di- we're different. There's like, things that you do that nobody else can do. There's a voice that you have that nobody else has, but the competitive person that I am, it's also yeah. like, I know yeah. that certain things of my products are better than their product. Mm-hmm. So at this point, if they're there, I could go even higher. Facts. So <laughs> the competitive drive in me, yeah. like I grew up playing basketball my entire life. Like, yeah. So like, it's in being, you. Just being, and I have two brothers that are like close in age to me and just like, my whole life has just been a competition. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really hard for me to like turn that like button off. Mm -hmm. But it becomes an asset too. It's definitely an asset. Like I, I definitely think me being competitive has gotten me to where I am and Mm -hmm. like gotten us to where we are. Not just me, but like, the competitive spirit of all of us. All of us yeah. have a sports background. Definitely. All of us have. <laughs> all of us are competitive. Yeah, all of us are, all of us are competitive. Like, sure. That's why we're here. Because you're not place. passive. You're not complacent. You're like, Definitely. why would I give up now when they're out there yeah. eating? And I'm yeah. not like, Literally. no, I'm about to eat. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> it's, Literally. it's pros and cons of everything. Just exactly. Like, as we were just talking about. And I think it's about a balance. Life. It's Definitely. all about balance. Like if you can balance it and you don't let right. it eat you, you're solid. Yeah, you're yeah. solid. Are you a Libra per chance? I am a Aquarius <laughs> oh, son. Okay. I am. I only ask because you brought up balance and the Libra thing is the is scale. Scales. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Libra, so <laughs> yeah. So you know. So you know. What's up, everybody? It is Clay Bonine. I'm Tanner Mavis. And we are here at the Soul Serum Podcast, excited to let you all know that support for the podcast today is brought to you by Manscaped, the champions in men's below-the-belt grooming. They just came out with their Lawnmower 4.0, the fourth-generation trimmer. And guess what? Over 2 million men trust and support Manscaped, okay? And if you are not one of those 2 million men, then we're not fucking with you. Isn't that right, Tanner? Yeah, so we're actually one of the early adopters of the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. As you all can see, like, look at this packaging. Like, that nice this is, this gold trim on the side there. So you know this thing is, is high quality and next level. Um... Clay says it's a Corvette, but I think it's more like a Lamborghini. <laughs> Tanner likes the foreigns. I like the American vehicles. Uh, no, man, the 4.0 is great. And if you don't believe me, um, you can ask my girlfriend, actually. Uh, and, and, you know, I think a lot of Manscaped users, you know, are 
are men who are hopeful to, ha- to have these intimate moments. Uh, I'm lucky enough, I have a girlfriend, and, and recently, uh, while experiencing an intimate moment, she was like, wow, this is, <laughs> I, swear, I swear to God, I swear to God. She was like, wow, did you use the, the lawnmower? I was like, yeah. And she was like, it's very nice down here. And I'm like, <laughs> let's fucking go. I didn't ask her if I could use her testimony for this, but she'd be all right, though. <laughs> um, yeah, man, look, the lawnmower 4.0 is girlfriend approved. And if that isn't a good enough testimony, then I don't know what else is. If you've been using the same trimmer on your face as you do on your nuts, stop right there. Let us get you right. Go to manscaped.com, use our code SOULSERUMPOD for 20% off and free shipping worldwide on any product on their website. That is SOULSERUMPOD, hand, S-O-U-L-S-E-R-U-M-P-O-D at manscaped.com to get 20% off on any products shipping worldwide. If you want to unlock your confidence, you better be using the right tools and you better be going with Manscaped. Now back to the pod. All right, let's stay in the music here. Will you talk to me a little bit about Arcades in Vegas? Because I think like all six of those songs are so dope and the production is so eclectic. And yeah. I, just talk to me a little bit about how that project came to be. Also, I'm I'm lacking. I did not hear of Devin Burgess before. Uh, are you serious? Yeah. Are yeah. you serious? I'm lacking, bro. Wow. I'm lacking. I will openly admit, Devin, I'm sorry. I'm lacking. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, talk know, to me. I know who Devin is. Talk okay, to me. Yeah, Tanner knows. Good, Tanner good. knows. I'm always going to fall back on the fact that I'm not from here. So, like, <laughs> I don't know everything. But, um, but no, talk to me a little bit about that. Because I, I just, I love the atmosphere that is created on that project. And I, I think it's hard sometimes for people to create like a world or a reality mm. around a product. And I think that that project does it yeah. really well. The cover is super fire too, by the way. The cover Thank is you. super um, fire. Shout out to Evan is social on all social medias for the cover. Mm-hmm. Again, Evan is social crazy with it. Um, but yeah, Devin Burgess is really cool to work with because he's so receptive to a lot of different styles of collaboration. Cause like that man, he is a collaborator through and through. And it's funny, we didn't initially intend on making the project as a project. He had a beat and he said, it was like Grand Day's beat or whatever. That's what he called it. And he was like, bro, I, I forgot. I meant to send this to you last year, but here. <laughs> okay, thanks. Yeah. Sure, you're late, whatever. <laughs> All right. So he sends it and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Okay, so I send him back a song like a day later. And he's like, okay, yeah, that's crazy. He's crazy. But I have this other one. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Send that. So then he sends it. And then I send him back a song like two days later. And he's like, we should do an EP. And I'm like, I'm cool with that. Like, that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's pretty much how we did it. As he put it, like, we mad villain the project. And he would like. <laughs> that's so fire. <laughs> he would put out. He would give me the song. And I'd like, I'm like, okay, cool. And then, like, the way I am, people probably hate doing features with me because um, this is separate from that. But, like, typically with the beat, I'll add things to the beat and, like, produce around the beat to, like, make some of my things lock in even harder mm-hmm. uh, as far as, like, my vocal performance. So Devin's great because he probably doesn't get mad about that. So it was, like, a collaboration of that. Some songs, I just left them, like, as they were. Mm-hmm. And they were just, like... Well, that's yeah. what I was going to ask. Like, how much of the production is you? How much of the production is him? So, like, 
Devin is like the heart of the production. And then like there are elements on different songs where I either kind of try to amp up certain elements as far as like the feeling and the emotion of what's going on in the background or like add a drop here mm-hmm. or um, just like small, like little t- shimmering, twinkling things here and there. It's kind of like mm-hmm. give it some sparkle. And then for the beat, like the soul, like the two beats that are on it um, that like open the project and like nearly close the project, those are kind of like more 50 50 where I have like the melodies and like the little twinkly and sparkly, like whatever you hear this melodic, that's yeah. me. And then the percussion is just straight up him yeah. doing his thing. Because the thing I love about Devin is that like nobody can Devin like Devin. So when you're Devining with Devin, it's just you create something that you could never Devin yourself. It's really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. No, I, I I like that you said what he described it as you all mad villained it together because it has a lot of like mad villain vibes to it to really? me. Not necessarily I think mad villain's very dark. Okay. You know? Mm. But I mean in the sense of like the percussion, like the drums in it mm. and the the again, the layered chaos mm-hmm. that's in it, but it chaos isn't the right word, but but you know what I'm saying yeah, though. Like yeah. the there's a lot going on, but it all feels like cohesive though. So and I think that's true of like almost all the MF Doom tapes as mm. well. So I, I, I like that he described it as that because I I definitely see the vibes. Yeah, I see the I mad give, villain vibes. Cause like I like Devin is hella brilliant. And cause one, he sent the beats to me that he did. So it's kind of like he already had the ear for like mm-hmm. what like there were no beats where he sent it and I was like uh let's try a different one like every beat he sent me it was just like we ended up with the six pack because we had six songs and we were like okay that's cool let's do that <laughs> <All> right, <there laughs> and then like that's this is another project where the meaning came out after the mm-hmm. project was done because like the first song to be made was arcades in Vegas and I don't know it just felt very arcadey to me and like. It felt little Las Vegas to me. I haven't been to Vegas since I was like four. I don't know why my parents took me there. Or I went with my dad's side of the family. I don't know why I went, but the lights were beautiful. Yeah. I couldn't actually go anywhere, but like the hotel and the lights and being there. You ever there, been to the casino? No, oh, not man. even now. I'm like 24 now and I still haven't been. But I don't Casino's like. Dope. I, I was don't just like, there this weekend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, tight, bro. see, I don't like gambling though because it's like. I pay you money for me to lose money. Yeah. I, I went to the casino and came out positive and I low key. I'm just like, I might not ever gamble again. No, I, for like real. I won. If like you can escape it, the high, for me. you're yeah. solid. I went to this roulette table and like I play one and like I win. I play the second one. I win and I just took my chips and I was like, thank you, sir. Yeah, and because just, like, yeah, after the third one, they're like, we got to throw this man out, yeah, beat him in the no, back alley because no, he's was not, rigging. I was not ready to put my money on the third one and be like, oops, sorry. I'm like, nah, hell no, I'm taking my two and going. Yeah, because when you think about it, like Las Vegas, like that that joy that you just explained, Las Vegas is really just an arcade for adults. And You're right. Absolutely. It's like, it is. And the stakes are high. Like you play the game, you, you know, you insert your little quarter, your token or whatever. Yeah. You may win, you may lose lose but then that high is like okay i want to play again or something like <laughs> yeah. that like you you get that feel it's just an arcade for adults yeah. and um that didn't really become apparent until the end it's like you go through so many different emotional feelings especially if you go on like a, a casino bender 
and you start positive and you just end in the negative just because the allure of possibly hitting one time and coming out positive. Yeah. Um, I thought about it the entire time. I was, casino, <laughs> I was like, what if I just hit right here? What yeah. If I just hit? And that is crazy because that promise, that, that lack of certainty can have you do some crazy wild things. Yeah. And that's why I think the project was so cool for me because I tried to think about what it's like to be in the mindset of being in that position where you're able to really just make it or break it all right mm -hmm. there. And Las, uh, Las Vegas in itself is just so cool, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, urban legends of aliens or urban legends of mafias and mm -hmm. like different things like that of crime rings. There's, it's really just like real arcades. Like you're going to get the best people and the worst people all in one area. It doesn't really discriminate right. against who can be in it and who not. Um, it's a good point. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Arc <laughs> Arcades of Vegas is very dope. Shout out, shout out Devin. Devin. Shout out Devin Burgess. Shout you the out. GOAT. I tell you that weekly. Um, I have one last music question here. Yes, yes. It's, oh, it's kind of music adjacent, but while I was doing research for the episode, I found it very impressive how easily accessible your work was. And I don't mean from like how we were talking pre-podcast about like accessibility to music, but yeah. I mean like... You have a website that has all your press, your videos, interviews, all your lyrics are on Genius. One of the first things you said to me when you walked in here was about search engine <laughs> optimization. <laughs> like you used to make business cards to hand out to people. So like, like why is it so important to you to brand yourself in such a easily um, digestible way? Yeah. Like, um, like we were talking about earlier, um, Anything can happen and your next piece of content or your next piece of art can be like your break. And I don't know, in my head, the reason why I'm able to go so hard for what I do is because I have absolutely no doubt that it's the right path for me and that this is my calling and my mission. So I'm like, it's not a matter of if. It's like, okay, when this happens, I need it to be where anybody that wants to know who I am can just be like, oh, that's who he is. Mm. I don't need them confusing me with anybody else. I don't need them having to be like, is this is this your pay? Like, no. I'm like, when you want to find me and you are ready, like, yeah, I am yeah. right here. Yeah. Like, the worst oh, thing would be, the worst thing would be is if, like, a moment happens for you, whether it be a piece of content, like, mm -hmm. really getting a lot of attention, going viral or whatever. The worst thing that could happen is, like... All of your socials, your website, your Spotify, like all that. And people go search, search you on YouTube and they can't find you. And all of it's yeah. different. So yeah. and that moment just doesn't. Exactly. It, 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 you won't get as much out of it as you could have if you were prepared yeah. mm -hmm. for it. Because yeah, I refuse totally. to believe that like one opportunity is your last opportunity. I believe like that's why I'm never pressed about anything. I'm never like, I got to go here, meet this person, talk to them right now. It's like, okay, Kanye West might be 20 feet away from me, but I'll get time to meet with Kanye West later. Like if mm -hmm. I don't talk to him today, there's yeah. always another time. But that doesn't mean that when that time comes and there is the opportunity, like I will be ready yes. at the very least. Like, <laughs> Cause like you said, like I don't want like to have this moment and then the moment blows over and nobody knew because I wasn't ready and I wasn't prepared. Like the day it happens, I am absolutely like, we ready to go. <laughs> we ready. <laughs> we ready. Again, a great soldier boy Migos song. Yes. We ready. Absolutely. Um, all right. This is non-music related. 
Did you lead a yo-yo workshop for kids? No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, I did. If I so like, are you like good at yo-yoing? Like, are you? I am. Do you have tricks? I do. If I had a yo-yo right now, could you do a trick? Do you? Shout out my boy Tez, Station Six Clothing. Station Go fuck with him. Hit me, hit me with something, bro. Hit me with something. What you, what you got here? What you got? I'm gonna steal this. I'm gonna steal this. You're gonna <laughs> steal my yo-yo? My power is theft. <laughs> oh my god! So wow. I got this. One. Oh, oh, okay. All it's right. It's crazy right. because I hardly ever yo-yo anymore, but I, you know, I keep it in the bag. I just want. I gotta never, see it. I gotta see it. Okay. Hit me so with something. So if anybody's asking, I don't yo-yo. I refuse to be known as the yo-yo rapper. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, this has nothing to do with your artistry. Logic is the the Rubik's Cube rapper. I am not <laughs> Logic Jason in that manner. Um, but I can, so, you know, you can do this thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yo. You know, that's, that's all I'm going to do on camera. That's all I needed. That's all, that's I, needed. all I needed. Oh, but you know, I, I keep that thing on me. <laughs> literally, bro, he came in the, in the fucking podcast studio strapped it's up. It's crazy because, like, I was cleaning out my book bag this morning, and I was like, nah, I'm just leaving that in there. And then here you go. Asking, see, like like I said, when the time comes, I'm going to be You're ready. Prepared. I'm going to be ready <laughs> for it. Oh, my God. That I awesome. can't believe that. Fuck man! But shout that, out Roberto because he's always reminded me of my yo-yo past. I don't do that anymore, <laughs> but I do do it for the kids because yo-yoing is a great. I feel like yo-yoing is a great learning tool for uh-huh. life. Um, it teaches you not only how to not become comfortable with instant gratification, but it teaches you how to visually be able to see your progress. Because it's like you hit a mm. trick that you've been trying for four hours. And it's right there in front of you. And the cool thing about yo-yoing, which I find very different from skateboarding, is that like when I learn a skateboard trick, I might hit it the first time, but I might it might take another two months for me to do it again. And you're, you're if, if I don't skate choir. every day, yeah, like and if I don't skate every day, my legs are gonna forget all of the muscle memory, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to start over doing ollies. It's just yeah. like okay, yeah. we gotta get these back. For but sure. with yo-yoing, you do it, you learn it, it's in there forever. You will That's never forget that. Fucking amazing. Um, so I will, yeah, I teach the kids how to yo-yo on occasion. <laughs> I can't believe you really just That's came sick. and just flexed on me. I was like, oh, I'm gonna oh, get it. Like this one. He was like, no, 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 it's fine. I have my own. Yo-yo. That's crazy. Okay. That is so crazy. That wasn't planned. I'm actually like <laughs> shocked right now. Um, well, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that is on your mind that you want to talk about? Any anything pressing before we get out of here today? Um, yeah, so new music is coming this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an EP dropping probably in July. <clears throat> See, this is the only time I'm not prepared because I am mixing it currently and mixing is hell. Dude, I can't fucking imagine. That is is like the craziest part of like music to me is like mixing because it's all I've said it on the podcast before, but it's so subtle. Yeah, it's it's subtle and it's like it's you have to really train yourself to to figure out like how and where to fix everything up. Like Mm -hmm. because mixing is like it sounds in the moment. It might sound fantastic. It Mm. might sound like like again, like it's the best thing you've ever made. It's the best thing you've ever mixed. But you listen to it next to your favorite songs, 
And if it doesn't hold up, you feel like garbage. And you're just like, I don't even know what is different. <laughs> At least with video, you're like, okay, I have a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, the color, is, it's blown out. Right, I, It's right. like, there's so many different things. But with audio, it's like, you hear it. And you're like, I don't know what they possibly did. Their tricks of the trade are all hidden. They're all secret. I don't know. You just have to hear it. Um, another, That's just... Mixing it, it's just a part of that grind. Where yeah. You get a little bit better, but you're not going to be the best overnight by any means. Right. Which right. is another reason why I like to mix all my own music, because when you go through my catalog, the very first songs that I've deleted from major streaming platforms, but is available on Bandcamp because I don't want to delete my history, uh, those songs are terrible. But they're all me. So it's right. not like I didn't skip. Well, I don't look at it as skipping steps, but I could have went to an engineer or something and they made me yeah. sound a little better but when you hear it in his booty cheeks it's like <laughs> that man is all ass right there that is that is purely him but as i get better you're like okay he got a little better at making the music and rapping and performing and the mixing it sounds a little better and then so each time it's gonna sound a little better just because i'm putting myself yeah through it 100 the progression yeah. you hear like that is the progression yeah so new music in July. New music in July. Um, right now I think the tentative title is "Swimming in Pancakes." Swimming um, in pancakes. That's tentative. It could change, but mm. I was just you know I'm more of a waffle guy. But the swimming in pancakes, it really hit. I was just gonna ask you, are you? Yeah, pancake? you know waffle yeah. because the waffle has the ridges <laughs> and it holds the syrup. It just smart man over here. <laughs> That's a smart man. And the right only thing there. I dislike about waffles, they never want to sell you waffles in groups. It's always you pay seven dollars for a singular for waffle. waffle. If mm-hmm. I get six pancakes, I want <laughs> at least two waffles. But <laughs> it just—it's just something that irritates me. But yeah, that's coming soon. That also has a collection of some of my favorite songs I've ever written. Um, and I hopefully like the main thing I want from music is that I want a lot of things from music. But some other things that I want from music is I like I said, I want to make things that people can soundtrack their lives to and live their lives to grow with. I don't want to have some type of fan base where it's trendy, it's cool, mm-hmm. and then roll into the next thing in two years. Like I'm everly trying to progress and grow as an artist and I would like my music to do so as well. But I also want my music to be able to grow on others as they're listening to it and growing up on it. So yeah, hopefully the music hits you in that way. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be like, okay, he seemed cool in the music. Let me go ahead and talk to him in real life. Not real life, because I'm shy in real life. <laughs> talk to me in real life. But also hit me up on social media and everything, because, yeah, I just, like, I want to connect with people. Yeah. And that's, like, one of the most beautiful things to me, because music is a universal language. Like Definitely. Over here listening to music that's, like, people are rapping in languages I can't comprehend, and I love it. It's hard, though. And, yeah, like, people are singing in languages. You don't know, but you feel it. And yeah. it's like, that's all you need. Music, you don't need to be able to hear what the person's saying to hear what they're saying. As, and long, so, as, as long as it does the thing. As long as it does the thing in your chest. right here. That's all you need. Um, But, yeah, other than that, I just got to say thank you for being such a wonderful host and thank allowing you. me in your Thanks space. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, and with all of that being said, I want to remind everybody. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us Absolutely. on Twitter at Soul Serum. Subscribe to the motherfucking YouTube page, the TV page, the main page. Say all of them. Where all can of they? Them. Uh, where you want me to say the whole all thing? Of them. Follow us on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Join the Discord. Yes. Join the Patreon. One dollar, yes. five dollar team. A thousand dollars if you want to see John Bald. Please bless. We're still waiting for that. <laughs> um, where can they find you at? So you can find me on all. Uh, major streaming platforms at Grand Ace G R A N D A C E. 
Um, and you can find me on all social medias at the T-H-E-E Grandes. And my name will also be on the video. So if you're like, how do I spell that? You got here somehow. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. You It'll got be here. here. There will be a nice graphic popping up under you, you here in a little Thank bit. Thank you. So, yes, all the social medias are the same. So reach out. Hit me up. Um, it can be weird. It could be not weird. You know, I just want to talk to people and say what's up. You know, you know how life goes and stay dope. With all that being said, I, as always, am your host, Clay Bonin. Co-host, Team Mayus. The Grand Ace, also known as Jody Jones, if you know me in real life. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it, Grand yes, Ace. Sir. We will see everybody next Thank week. You. Thank Deuces. you.